The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. And good Sunday morning to everyone out there. Thank you so much for making us part of your Sunday. Don't forget, this is Your Life, Your Money with Kelvin the Money Guy. And to reach Kelvin the Money Guy, you can visit Kelvin's website, askkelvin.ca. That's ask, K-E-L-V-I-N dot C-A. And you can click on the schedule call link. You can listen to past shows. You can do all sorts of stuff when you are there at askkelvin.ca. Or you can give him a call. 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. Now, Kelvin, welcome. Happy Sunday to you. How you doing? Yeah, you as well, Chris. Uh, how's, how's your Sunday going so far? So far, so good. You know, just uh, running errands and doing all that kind of exciting stuff, you know. Uh, I know. I know. Checking I off the list of things to do that uh, you got to do before the weekend ends. Kelvin, how's your Sunday going? Oh, you know, I'm looking at on golfing after the show, but I'm looking outside the window. I'm thinking, oh, I don't know, man. <laughs> it looks like, uh, <laughs> cloudy, but who knows? You know, I take it day by day and uh, try and go from there. But yeah, I can't believe it's uh, middle of uh, July already, eh? Yeah, I know. I can't believe it. So much time goes by so quickly these days. I don't know what it is, uh, but it just, it seriously feels like that. And, you know, you, if you've been listening, uh, all week, you may have heard promos saying we're going to be talking about vacations and how they're important from, you know, your work and the markets. Mm-hmm. We'll uh, dig into that a little bit as the show goes on here today. But, you know, we're, I guess, mid, midway through summer. Is that where we're at? I don't, yeah, still yeah. beginning of summer, I guess, kind of, hopefully. I'd like to hope. And maybe we can buy a little uh, summer into September as well. But, you know, it's an interesting time. I think we'll talk some a bit about interest rates today as well. Um, but, you know, when you're thinking about the markets in the summer, you know, so many people take try and take vacation in the summer. People, the teachers take the whole summer off. <laughs> what can you take? Do the markets take the summer off? What's going on when it comes to the summer and, and, uh, and trades and stocks and bonds and all that stuff? Yeah. So typically what I find is, um, like I said, I've been doing this for quite a long time. And what I've found some trends is that the market seems to, from uh, July 4th to just around Labor Day, seems to be kind of, um, you know, quiet, low volume, low trading. I guess it's because the big traders and the big money people go on holidays and and that creates like a little lull. Um, and like vacations, you know, it's always good to take a vacation from watching the markets. Uh, when you pay too much attention, you know, to daily ups and downs of the markets, uh, the risk, you know, you, you risk losing focus on the big picture because they focus on the, on the day-to-day kind of thing that we do, right? I mean, when you think about, uh, for investors, today's market environment may feel like the um, definition of, you know, unpredictability. You know, if you've been watching Chris yeah. over the last little while, we've experienced a lot of change in the economy and actually in our world. Um, and that's creating some heightened sense of volatility in our lives because of interest rates going up and down and actually not down, up. Um, so it's, it's a lot of market volatility, you know, everything is choppy, push and pull. So what do we do, you know, what do we do? 
Um, yeah, but think, what do you do? What, what can yeah. we do this summer to make things work for us? Well, I try to relate the markets to what's happening with us in our summer world. So it's the great summer trade-off, I, I think. You know, now that we said summer is in full swing, you know, um, what are your plans for many of us? Um, actually, what are your plans, Chris? Do you have any for the rest of the summer? Or Just trying to get some stuff done around the house. You know, honestly, it's just a matter of trying to keep up with uh, various projects that I want to do around the backyard, improving some things, stuff like that. And I also want to try and take some time and get down to Florida if I could. You know, my in-laws have a vacation place down there that they invested in, and it's nice to be able to go down there. And it's extra specially nice to go down there before my kids turn two, because right now they fly for free. So, <laughs> you know, and with interest rates being what they are and affordability being what it is, if I can fly four people for the price of two, uh, I'm going to do it at least, uh, at least while I can, cause they turned two in October. So I'm going to try to squeeze in a trip south of the border if I can, uh, yeah. before that happens. Well, you know, yeah. people can call and tell us if I'm crazy <laughs> for trying to fly with toddlers, uh, on my lap down to Florida. I think three hours isn't going to. Isn't going to kill yeah. anyone. Hopefully. Well, I don't know. You'll, <laughs> you'll, you'll find out. I'm going to do it with yeah. my kids. And, and everyone else on the plane will find out too. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, for many of us, uh, we want to do it all. You know, we want to spend time at the cottage, the beach, do community events like Rip Fest and Caravana and everything else. We want to have um, barbecues with friends, family, <laughs> travel to new places, go to movies and Life goes on and on. But realistically, we know that we can't do it all, right? So even worse, if we think we can do it all, we may end up stressed and enjoying less of what we want to do. Right. You know, you know what it is, Chris? It's not always that we need to do more, but I think rather we need to focus on less, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it come, it's exactly the same with your financial plan. You know, it's full of trade-offs like risks versus return, you know, saving versus, you know, do I pay off my debt, you know, retiring now, or do I wait later? Or my spending in retirement? So as, as with your summer plans, the key here is to clarify your financial and vacation goals, you know, then you can prioritize and feel comfortably with the trade-offs. And life, as you know, there's many, there's always trade-offs, right? Um, you know, life is full of trade-off and compromise with your finances um, and holidays. Like, you know, there's no different. So while um, while I find that there are micro trade-offs that we encounter financially, we, you know, you ever hear the story about? Um, I say it all the time at, at work: make your own lunch. Don't be buying your own lunch. Save your money, mm-hmm. right? Or don't go to Starbucks. Maybe make your own coffee at home. So let's focus on larger trade-offs that help you prioritize your life when it comes to financial planning. And in light of what we said about interest rates um, going where they are, I think it's more important that people take a look at what they spend and maybe cut back on some things that they may do. Um, so yeah, so there's a lot of a lot of changes going on in our lives, and I think with the summer holidays, maybe we should reflect, take some time off and reflect on what we're doing um, and, you know, and, and make some changes um, and understanding 
why the markets are doing what they're doing, understanding why interest rates are, are going the way they are. Eventually, it'll all fix itself, right? Um, you know, I think I think we tend to forget that two and a half, three years ago, interest rates were pretty much zero, right? Because it's COVID. Right. Now, yeah, and now it seems like the pendulum has swung the other way. It's, it went up too high. So the Bank of Canada really has to kind of figure out what to do and it seems like they haven't figured out anything <laughs> right yeah, honestly i'm not the money guy i'm just the radio guy but i uh, i tweeted and i think i tweeted this with the last interest rate change too that to a man with a hammer every problem looks like a nail and i think that that's where uh we're at right now they you know they've got the problem of inflation and the only thing they know how to do is swing that hammer of interest yeah. rates and uh, hope that they hit that nail on the head. Um, you know, that nail might sort of go in on its own. Uh, there's a lot of different aspects, and, you know, economists have been talking about it right. over the last week or so. Uh, a lot of different things that could be done or a lot of things maybe they just need to wait and see how the, all these changes are affecting everyone's behavior um, as, as the, you know, the months unfold yeah. since they've been doing it. I guess the year that's unfolded, they've increased interest rates higher than uh, they've been in 20 years. I don't, yeah, I don't remember uh, the prime being of oh, 7%. Uh, I mean, it was a long time. And it's, it's, it's bizarre. You know, I, I mean, it, rising interest rates, you know, it gets a bad rap and for a good reason. You know, it makes credit cards and borrowing more expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, it wreaks havoc on on the markets. Um, and you know, a slowing economy can trigger a recession. So mm-hmm. will that happen? We don't we don't know. Um, but with any downturn, there comes opportunity. There's always there's always opportunity in chaos. But you have right. to look for it. You have to look for it. You, have, you know, certain sectors, including financial financial companies, you know, healthcare, international equities that use the U.S. dollar tend to fare better when interest rates are rising, right? Mm. Now, is the interest rate done rising? I, I, my personal feeling that it is here in Canada, I think in the U.S. might go up a little bit, but I'm not an economist. I'm just a financial advisor guy. I'm not a portfolio builder and stuff like that. But the information we get is that I get is from those people that manage big pensions and so on. Mm-hmm. And they tend to, they tend to feel the same way, right? Um, so, so and hey, don't sell yourself short, Kelvin. One of the top financial uh-huh. advisors in the country, as uh, voted on by your peers, and uh, you know, that is uh, for many years running one of the top financial yeah. advisors in the country, uh, within the top fifty. Always a great guy to chat with. Let's take a break. Um, on the other side of the break, we'll continue talking a little bit about this. I think we'll have Kelvin's uh, connection cleaned up a little bit as well for anyone who is uh, tuning in and uh, would like to hear the full power of Kelvin's voice. That'll be coming up after the break here. Don't forget, you can visit Kelvin's website. That's askkelvin.ca, ask, K-E-L-V-I-N.ca, or pick up the phone and call 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN, askkelvin.ca. Stay tuned to Your Life, Your Money, coming up with a whole lot more on 640 Toronto. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. 
And thank you for making us part of your Sunday morning here, 640 Toronto. Chris Creston, the radio guy with Kelvin, the money guy. If you want to reach out to Kelvin, don't forget his phone number is 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. And you can visit his website, askkelvin.ca. That's ask K E L V I N dot C A. And, uh, you know, we've been talking a little bit about um, obviously, your life and your money is the name of the show. But we've been talking a little bit about uh, the rising interest rates and how that's changed the market. You know, when you think about Kelvin, like a couple of years ago, we were in the middle of a pandemic, and mm-hmm. interest rates were at like zero or near zero. Right. And then you know we're coming out of a pandemic, and the largest ground war in Europe, European history since World War Two happens, and. Mm-hmm. A lot gets messed up, right? A lot of uh, supply chains got messed up by the pandemic and then again by the war. And now we're just trying to sort of breathe and accept sort of the current pattern of events, which is this war in Ukraine is continuing. Um, the pandemic is in, is in the past and behind us. And mm-hmm. now, you know, all that government spending, all, all everything that happened in light of the pandemic uh, seems to have had some effect on inflation. Uh, the the supply chain seems to have had some effect on inflation. So the Bank of Canada is increased interest rates to the highest point since uh, you know since I was in high school. And mm-hmm. now we find ourselves um, trying to sort of move into this and think, well, yeah, high interest rates can be bad if you've got debt or you want to borrow money. Um, high interest rates can change a lot of your plans, but you know, there are ways, like you said, before we took the break, Kelvin in chaos, there's opportunity. What kind of investments, what kind of vehicles should we be putting our money in to take advantage of the high interest, you know, interest that's higher than it's been in a lot of investors memory. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, when you when you look at uh, the last three and a half years, it's been one extreme to the other, right? Like you said, um, you know, good investments when interest rates are rising, um, or um, or things like um, you know, maybe you want to focus in on bank stocks, you know, financials, credit card companies, um, and insurance companies. So, so many financial type of companies do well. I always say. Um, you know, look at your returns, yeah, but but more importantly, look at the inside of your investments and what does it hold? Am I ready for if interest rates go up again? Am I ready for it? We know it's not going to go down till next year, probably we hope, but we know it might go up again. And if it does, am I ready for that? You know, um, I think a better approach for people is to stick to fundamentals like diversification or rebalancing, like I say, and focus on your goals. You know, if it's been a while since you um, since you revisit your portfolio, start by thinking about your personal goals and whether they've changed since your last review. What I find is many people don't review their personal goals, their investment goals, things like that. Um, and, and, and they make knee jerk reactions to things that may happen, like what's going on now. So, so maybe, you know, if you have a lot of debt, interest rates are tripling on you, maybe now's the time to look at a reverse mortgage, 
you know, where interest payments are not mandated. I mean, it's not for everyone. Like everything I talk about on these shows, it's general, like it was general information. It's not really, it might not be for you. And that's why it's important to sit down with your financial advisor and explore these things. No, just look at the markets going up and down, because as we know, the markets will always go up and down, whether you're in it or not. But what changes is you. How can I how can I work around being less stressed? Maybe I want to take some money out of my TFSA or my RSP and pay off my debt. Maybe I want to suspend some of these long, long-term things to take advantage of the short run. So I think this is kind of the time when we need to sit down and, and reevaluate. Are we on track? Are we on target? Are we behind? What are we doing? Um, you know, when when interest rates rise, um, stocks tend to fall in value, right? Because of lower future earnings. So companies have to borrow more money and things like that. So higher inflation leads to higher interest rates which do impact the stock market. So investors, like I say, need to build a diversified portfolio to ride out these declines. And we know that it'll 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 do well. I mean, if you look at the last 45 years, there's been four bad years in the stock markets. And last year was one of them. So does that one year really take away from, you know, from our future? Right. Yeah. If you've been invested for 20 years, you know, that one year you've had sort of you've got a, a, a few bad years in that bunch, but right. a lot of steady growth. Yeah. Re remember, you know, over time, stocks can and will outperform inflation. Right. Over the over the long run. If I asked you, Chris, what is the long run for you? What's, what's, what would be your answer? Five years, two years, one? Like, what would be your answer? No, my, my if, if I'm thinking of the long run, I'm thinking of the, the whole, the whole road to where I'm going, whether it's a road trip to the cottage or whether right. it's the working until retirement. So I, I think I got another like 30 years right. in my long run. So, so if you look at the stock markets over the last 10, 20, 30 years or more, Stocks provide the best potential for returns that ex that you know exceeds inflation, and we in our business always say, while past performance is no guarantees of future results, you know stocks have historically actually provided higher returns than other asset classes. You know when you invest in the stock market, right? You're you're hedging inflation. You know, so for example, let's say you're buying um, stocks in McDonald's. And of course, they have to raise the price of the Big Mac. Well, guess what happens? The, the stock value goes up because the price of the Big Mac goes up. So it costs them more to ship, make the burger, pay people. And that's what happens. When you invest in the stock market, you're investing in corporations, not people. And the mm -hmm. whole object of a corporation is to make money for the shareholder. Mm -hmm. So that might mean in times like this to lay off people, maybe you know, cut down on what they're doing. And what happens is they get ready for the next bull market by doing what they're doing. Now, inflate, now interest rates have caused a big problem, as we all know. But, you know, we're going to manage through all of that kind of stuff. And when we do, we'll be okay. I think the goal for the bank, from what I read, is to get the um, inflate, get the rate down to about 2 to 3%. Mm -hmm. So it's getting there, but it's taking some 
pain, you know, for us. I always say it when you when you look at your payments at your bills at the end of the month and you're really stressed out, you know, call your advisor. Maybe maybe they can give you some insight onto maybe you know you're maybe do a little budget or something like that. When we're in a problem, we can't really solve it, but if you talk it out, you will. So so think think about this. I have clients that tell me they paid more for their last car than they did for their first house, right? So that's inflate. That's the power of inflation. Mm-hmm. What costs you a dollar in 1970, 53 years ago, now costs you $7.84. So that's the kind of things that we have to, to deal with. And we don't, really, we don't really think about those things, but that's what's driving our economy and driving everything else except for our wages. When you think about inflation, it's funny. I was watching an old news clip online from a previous year. It was like in the early 90s or late 80s when interest rates were really, really high. And they were making mm-hmm. examples of the kind of mortgage you might have and say, well, if you had a $50,000 mortgage or a $75,000 mortgage, and none of the examples went into the hundreds of thousands, <laughs> which is like, like <laughs> seems so quaint and cute by today's standards. Because yeah. I think most people are carrying much bigger mortgages uh, yeah. than that yeah. uh, in this day and age. And that's and- pose, well, yeah, that's going to pose a problem down the road. So you really got to sit and figure out, strategize, you know, strategize your goals. We all set goals, but people don't strategize on how I'm going to accomplish it. And when we run into these bumps along the way, what do we what do we do and how do we kind of, you know, how, how do we do investments that you have that i think you avoid during recessions or you know investments that have like um high high bond yields mm-hmm. um you know when interest rates go up bonds go down so it does the opposite and many people when you look at your um when you look at your portfolio have quite a lot of bonds in there and it depends on what type you have you might not be doing as well our first instinct you know Chris, when the markets go down and we listen to the news, BNN, and we listen to all these things, it's um, I'm going to sell everything and I'm going to move into bonds. I'm going to keep my money in cash and I'm not going to do anything because the market's going to crash. The U.S. dollar is going to die and all these things happen. So we tend to make knee-jerk reactions to things like that. So trying to, it's really hard, but try and avoid it if you can. And if you do so, you'll you'll do well think people should think back to when the pandemic happened and the stock markets took a nosedive well those people that didn't do anything guess what they've done really well even though we had a bad year last year the people that had knee-jerk reaction and sold and did all these crazy things well they haven't made their money back and they probably won't Um, stocks to avoid when when we're, we're in recessionary times is companies that uh, are highly leveraged. And maybe after the break, well, I'll talk about what type of things are companies are highly leveraged. Awesome. Perfect. We'll continue from that point. And I'll ask a little bit more about that and other things that uh, maybe you should be avoiding putting your money in as the show continues. This is your life, your money. Don't forget to visit Kelvin's website, askkelvin.ca. That's ask K E L vin.ca and you can call them at 416-457-7526 that's 416-457-PLAN a whole lot more talking about interest rates 
talking about inflation, talking about what to do, where to put your money, where not to put your money, and we'll uh, also be touching on that uh, conversation, a little bit about vacation as the show continues here. Again, this is Your Life, Your Money with Kelvin the Money Guy. I'm Chris Creston. Don't forget to visit Kelvin's website, askkelvin.ca. A whole lot more of Your Life, Your Money continuing on 640 Toronto. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. 416-457-7526. That is Kelvin's number. 416-457-PLAN. AskKelvin.ca. That's the website. Ask K E L V I N dot C A. The first word I was saying is ask. A S K K E L V I N dot C A. Just in case you missed that. Uh, just that's where you can go to schedule a call with Kelvin, the money guy. We've been talking to him all hour long. You hear him every Sunday morning here and you want to chat with him about your life and your money. Give him a call or click on the schedule a call link on his website and you can get started with your plan and start talking to him about you know, where you're at, what your goals are, and what you want out of you know, the short term, what you want out of the long term, and how you're going to achieve that in this inflationary period and in this higher than we're used to interest rate period as well. Uh, Kelvin, what, you know, what should people do and not do, I guess, before they meet with you. Uh, you know, I, I feel like there's always this sort of tendency is like you clean up for the cleaning lady. You know what I mean? Like you want, you don't want it to be too messy before she shows up. So you clean the house a little bit first. Like, should I, is, do people before they meet with their financial advisor try and make sure that everything, all their books look nice and all the, their investments are in the right place? Uh, but meanwhile, they're messing up the work that you're going to need to do once you sit down with them. Because I can imagine that there would be that. T- I can't let Kelvin see the way my investments are. Yeah, They're all over yeah. the place. It's like, I can't let the cleaning lady see the closet the way I left it. Yeah, good analogy because I have a friend I'm going to go golfing with and her his wife, she'll she'll clean before. I'm saying, what are you cleaning for? Well, the cleaning lady's coming. I got to clean up. So same analogy. <laughs> I think what happens is people need to understand their goals. Right. So you'll need a good understanding of what is important to you and to your family. That's the most important thing I find. It'll look it'll look different to every everyone, right? Too. So so what your neighbor is doing may not be the best fit for you and your life. Okay. Um, it's not keeping up with the Joneses, it's keeping up with you. In determining and prioritizing your goals is a challenging task, actually. Um, it's not the stock markets going up and down. It's challenging you. You know, working with a financial planner may help. Uh, you know, may help because what happens is we can also help create a financial plan based around your goals, your needs, whatever you want, short and long term, and to model out various scenarios. You know, with different trade offs or compromises to see how they play out in the future. One of the things, like I said before, is lack of clarity. Many people don't understand. Um, they worry about f- the, f- the number one thing people think about is 
fees? How much is the advisor going to charge me? How much? Because, because the news makes such a big deal of the fees. You have to pay for something, okay? If you get something for free, don't take it. Um, yes, you have to realize how much you're paying, but pretty much it's all the same. Every institution charges you pretty... They, it's the same fee, they just disguise it differently, right? So that's what people really have to understand. And always remember your returns are always net of fees. So if you say to me, if Chris says to me, Calvin, I want to make a 7% return on my money. Well, if you're getting your 7% he, uh, every year consistently, well, what do you care what fees you're paying? Because you're getting what you want, mm -hmm. right? So you really have to take a look at that. You know, I think what happens is, you know, it's sometimes it's, it's failure to gather necessary documents. So what happens is, to effectively assess your financial situations, advisors typically require information, you know, bank statement, tax return, investment account, insurance, policy, everything you have, legal documents, wills, things like that. And sometimes, sometimes people don't want to give you everything, right? So you need to you need to paint a, a picture. You know, it's like going to the doctor almost. You know, you got to tell them everything that's wrong with you, what you're looking for, and during and now. It's a process. So maybe start with your retirement planning. Maybe start with paying off debt. Whatever is important to you, I think you need to start off with. One of the biggest thing flaws I find is lack of communication, both on the advisor side and the client side. You know, I think open and honest communication is vital when working with a financial advisor. You know, uh, clearly convey your concerns to the advisor so, you know, your risk tolerance. Another relevant information, don't hesitate to ask questions and seek clarifications on topics you don't understand because you really, it's a learning process between you and the advisor. They need to know everything about you and so they can make clear clarity and where you want to go. Effective communication, I think, is the key to building a strong relationship with your advisor. If your advisor is not calling you every quarter, you know, at least every quarter, you know, maybe you need to pick up the phone and call them and, and have a chat with them. And if you find that they're not doing it all the time, maybe it's time to, to move on. There's many great financial advisors in, in, in our industry. Um, make sure that they call you. Make sure that, you know, um, regular communication, I think, is the most important thing with your relationship with your advisor than fees. Don't get too sidetracked with that kind of stuff. Um, so I think by avoiding some of these mistakes, you know, and, and preparing for your meeting with your advisor, you can maximize the value received from your advisor and make some, you know, really informed decisions regarding your financial future. Interest rates will go up and down. We, we know that we know from the last three years, it went from zero to seven, right? The prime, we know the stock markets go up and down and up and down. So I would say, uh, like your like your vacations, right? It's a good idea to take vacations from watching the market as well. So when you pay too much attention to daily ups and downs of the market, you lose focus on your on your long term goal. Remember, it's not always that we need to do more, but rather we need to focus on less. So I would say, if you like to talk about your strategy before you head off on vacation, let me know. Let your advisor know. That way you can sit back, relax, and enjoy the best of your summer vacation you can offer.
That's what I, I advise to you. Awesome. And great advice, solid advice, because you want to make sure you can really relax. Turn off your mind, relax, and float downstream if that is something that uh, you're planning on doing this summer. Uh, make sure that you touch base with your advisor. If you don't have one, talk to Kelvin. His website is askkelvin.ca. That's ask K-E-L-V-I-N.ca. And his phone number is 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. Kelvin, thanks again for making us part of your Sunday morning. And to everyone out there, thank you for making us part of your Sunday morning. Kelvin, I hope that the weather holds up and you can get some golf in. <laughs> Me too. I'm looking out the window. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm going to go. <laughs> yeah, good, good. Yeah. <laughs> you hit the so greens. You... I'm going to try and cut the grass. We'll see if I, which one of us. <laughs> Hopefully we both stay dry. <laughs> well, I hope everyone enjoys the rest of the, the, the day as well. Awesome. Thank you so much again for listening. Don't forget Kelvin's website, askkelvin.ca. That's ask K-E-L vin.ca click on that schedule a call link to pick a time and date of your choosing or you can give them a call 416-457-7526 that's 416-457-PLAN stay tuned to 640 toronto you're listening to a paid commercial program unless otherwise identified guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser the opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of chorus entertainment 416-457-7526, 416-457-PLAN, askkelvin.ca, that's ask, K-E-L-V-I-N.ca. I'm Chris Creston, joined as always by Kelvin, the money guy. Thank you so much for making us part of your Sunday morning, moving in to the afternoon shortly. Uh, Kelvin, before we took the break, we were talking a little bit about uh, what in this current uh, inflationary high interest rate uh, environment, what to avoid putting your money in. And you were talking about companies that are leveraged and what kind of companies are you thinking in, in general there? Yeah. So, so typically uh, tech companies, um, you know, fall, their stock fall when interest rates rise because tech companies borrow a lot of money for research and development, you know, investing in AI and all that kind of stuff. So the cost of borrowing, you know, goes up for them. So their stock prices will fall. But the other side of that coin is um, tech stocks do well in a recession. So the good news is that tech stocks are generally among the first to surge out of the gate in a new bull market. And there is thoughts out there for money people that were just on the verge of the next bull market because we had such a year and a half of high interest rates, low you know, stock markets underperforming and so on. And those are the signs of the bull lowering its head before it takes off, right? So, so what happens is why, why tech stocks do bad when interest rates are going and do really well in recessions is because the Fed tend to lower interest rates and lower interest rates help them perform well. So it's like the, it's like the op, it's the opposite again. I mean, we always stands about- again. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I think we always have to look at uh, things differently now because you know we're at, we're at a point in time where this will this this will, this will get better, but before it gets better, I, I think we're at the worst. And I think mm-hmm. the only place to go here is up. So I think what people have to do is, you know, understand your goals, 
right? As part of a financial planning is understanding your goals, not just for your finances, but for your life, like we talk about, right? So that you can tailor your financial plan to suit those goals. And more importantly, strategize, right? Strategize, um, you know, strategize for, for how you're going to achieve those goals. And, and I think many people sometimes have unrealistic expectations. You know, uh, some people expect their financial advisor to provide immediate results for their financial challenges, or you know, expect them to generate extraordinary investment returns. Um, so it's important to understand that financial planning is a process that requires time and ongoing collaboration with you and your advisor. If you don't have an advisor, go get one. There's many of us. Call me, go on my website. But there's many advisors, call one. And be realistic about what you can achieve and maintain a long-term perspective. Yes, you have to plan long-term, but also plan some short-term because if you can accomplish short-term goals, you're certainly going to accomplish the long-term ones, right? So, you know, and, and focus in on goals. For example... If paying off your child, your kids, you know, education is important to you, well, then you'll need to incorporate that in your financial planning. So when it comes down to, we talked about trade-off before these breaks, is you may need to adjust your own goals by prioritizing, you know, perhaps the, the deferring your retire your own retirement in addition to income and so on. So you really have to prioritize things when it comes to to your life and your money, right? You know, one thing I keep hearing, Kelvin, on this high interest rate situation is uh, banks trying to get you into GIC, saying, well, you know, the GIC has never been more attractive because mm -hmm. of where the interest rates are right now. Are we moving anywhere into that neighborhood where maybe our grandparents said, you know, if I park all my, all my money in a GIC <laughs> and we're safe? Well, well, in their, in their world, like our grandparents' world, and maybe our parents, depending on how old you are, it, you know, mortgage rates were like 19 and 20%, right? So a GIC will pay you about uh, 17% if your mortgage is at 20. Similarly, today, if your mortgage rate is you know five, a GIC will pay you about three. What 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 happens is you mortgage rates and GIC rates are pretty much inverse of each other, where you give the money, you give money to the bank. And they charge you 5% and lend it back to you at a GIC at 3%. Then you wish you were a bank, you make tons of money. Right? Yeah, exactly. How do I get into <laughs> so, that so racket? G yeah. <laughs> so GICs right now, um, you can get with, an, with insurance. Insurance companies tend to get better, better rates on GIC. So for example, you can get a redeemable GIC today at 4. Point, I think it's 4.3%. Don't quote me on it. Call me or They'll call the advisor and they'll tell you. Um, so yeah, this is the first time in a long time where if you have short-term money, meaning money you don't need for a year or two, yes, put it into a GIC. Okay. Uh, and, and don't go to your local bank, not to pick on banks, but don't go to your local bank and think they have the best rate. Maybe call your advisor because they can shop around for you and get you the best rate on, on GICs. Don't lock, I wouldn't lock on depending on your age. I wouldn't lock in my GIC for more than three to five years because we do know that rates are going to come back down. We do know that the stock markets are going to take back off. Like I say, 
Uh, many people think that we are in the cusp of a bull market. So if you lock your money in at you know three to five percent, but the market stock markets return seven, then you're going to be really mad at yourself, right? So have, have a before you make these decisions, always do the math. Okay, don't don't get your emotions involved and things like that. Stay, keep, keep emotions away when it comes to money, and that's why there's financial advisors because we take away the emotions from what you, from what you do, and we look at things realistically, right? So, um, like I said before, make you know don't have unrealistic expectations for what you want, right? Um, and like I talked about, you know, you 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 can't make big trade-offs and compromises in your financial planning and in your life without first defining and prioritizing your goals, right? Figure out, you know, one, two, three, what's more important to you and work backwards to get to where you want to get to. Right. right? So your kid's education, your retirement, mm -hmm. that vacation you want. Uh, redoing the bathroom or the kitchen, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like going on holidays, right? It's like taking your vacation. In the old days, I remember um, you would call CAA and they would give you like a map. You tell them where you want to go and they would give you this booklet and they'd draw out in red, you know, where you're going to go, where to stop, what to do and all that. I mean, you don't <laughs> need it today because of uh, that. But that that was part of a plan. Right. That was that was just getting my car and driving to wherever you want to go to. That was that was written out, well written. And there's the problem: people don't have written plans. They don't write it down. They have it on the computer. They have it in their GPS or whatever. But what if there's a bump along the way? What if you got a flat tire? I guess you, I guess these days you have run flat. So it doesn't matter. But back then, like what happens, right? So I think part of the problem uh, that we have, despite interest rates going up and down, stock markets going up and down, I think we lack clarity. I think when people speak to financial advisors, most people approach financial advisors, I think, without a clear understanding of their financial goals. I think they want the advisor to set the goals for them, but you need to do it. You need to prioritize and, and, and write down all of your concerns. So before I think, you know, people meet with an advisor, I think they need to take some time to reflect on what they want to achieve financially. You know, whether it's saving for retirement or buying a house or paying off debt, um, you know, funding education. After the break, maybe we'll go into a, into maybe some of the big mistakes people make before they, they meet an advisor. Awesome. Looking forward to that as we continue here on Your Life, Your Money. Don't forget to visit Kelvin's website, askkelvin.ca. That's ask askelvin.ca. Or you can give him a call at 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. We'll be talking about those mistakes that you might make before you talk to Kelvin or your advisor coming up as Your Life, Your Money continues on 640 Toronto. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.